Welcome to episode 74 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Hey, welcome back to another episode. And like I've said before, I kind of like to give you tips based on what's going on. And so this this week, my husband, who is my tech support, um, decided to reinstall everything on my computer and clean off some things on my computer, which was very helpful. But then I went to get on Zoom and it like needed permissions that weren't there and my screen sharing wasn't working. And so this week, my tip is what to do when things are going wrong during a session. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first thing is try everything out before to hopefully avoid this situation. But when you are in the middle of the session, things go wrong. There's a couple things I like to do. And one, it might sound silly, but I kind of narrate what I'm doing because it lets people know I'm working on it. I'm not ignoring them. I'm not doing something completely different. Um, and if you look at it from a SLP perspective, I'm giving them language input. I'm teaching them problem solving skills while I'm trying to work through my problems. So that's one thing that I um, usually try and do and just talk them through. This isn't working. I'm going to try this. And then another thing is to have a backup. Uh, if you have something in person that you know, okay, if nothing else works, we can talk about this subject or we can pull out these stickers that I have in person. So have a backup activity that you know that you can fall back on if um, something isn't working with like sharing a video or getting your sound to work. And another thing would be to have multiple ways to contact people, you know, make sure that they know how to use the chat function in whatever platform you're using, that you have the cell phone number of a parent or of the um, aid that's bringing them. So if something happens with the sound, that you have another way to contact them. And it can be low tech too, that maybe you have like a sticky note that you just leave by you that says something like, turn your mic on or I can't hear you. So you can um, get to that really quickly to try and troubleshoot those issues because they get in the way sometimes of the therapy that we want to do. And, but um, the technology is also the way that we connect with our kids too. So uh, we love it when it works for us and we hate it when it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's all about being flexible and prepared, right? You know, right. be like I guess like like the Marines, we adapt yep. and persevere. Yep. Uh, yep. so and 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 then you you have to keep your spouse away from your computer. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. I, I really am. I'm so grateful for him. He's my IT, my in-house IT person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I let him know the problems that he caused when he got home. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a little bit in the doghouse because of, of yep. leaving you uh, like that. Yep. Well, on the podcast today... We have Marnie Brick, and Marnie is just a delightful person who helped with her brother. They co-founded the company Tiny Eye, and she has a great story about how all that happened. So 
I'm looking forward to hearing from Marnie. Hi, it's Todd here at the 3C Digital Media Network. I'm here to let you know about some exciting changes coming to 3C, and I hope that you'll want to be part of it. We're moving our website onto the Learn Worlds platform. We should have this completed very soon. And when we are finally on the Learn Worlds platform, we'll be offering even more webinars and courses as well as being able to provide more functionality in general to to all of our subscribers and and people who visit our website. But we want to do all that, but we need you. We need you to help us out. We want to greatly increase the number of webinars and courses that we're offering. So if you have a webinar idea or a course that you'd like to offer, please send me an email at Todd at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com, and I will be in touch. Now, back to the interview. Marnie, welcome to the podcast. Give us uh, a little bit more about your background and how you got into telepractice. Thank you for having me. A little bit about my background and how I got into telepractice. You know, it all starts from how much I love my brother. Isn't that interesting. When he was a little boy, he had speech therapy and I saw what it meant to his life. And that's even what compelled me to move into this helping field. And when I would work with the little kids, I always saw my brother, the heart of my brother. And I wanted all the little kids to know that they are capable. They are worthy. Success is theirs to have. And that just seemed to be one of my core values, regardless of my career. Um, And I'm grateful that it was speech therapy. How I moved from just brick and mortar building to telepractice. (laughs) That's also because of my brother. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, Um, how did you, how did you get into speech? Okay. Speech pathology, obviously your, your brother probably influenced you going into that career, but then you shifted to more telehealth telepractice, right? That's right. So how did I get into speech first? You want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'd like the the journey of my education gave me a real landscape view um, across Canada and the United States of not only the therapist perspective, but also the schools and their struggles. So I'll just, I'll draw a little map in my head. Mm-hmm. I started my education, my university education in Saskatchewan, which is really rural. And then uh, went down to complete my um, undergrad in Minot, North Dakota. Again, lots of space between schools. And um, from, you know, from there, I, I took a, a year as a speech assistant in, Alli- in Alliance, Nebraska. Whoa. Once again, I'm on the highway, reaching the kids, knowing that once I'm there, it makes such an impact. Now, what's my absence going to do to them? Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of Kearney, Nebraska? Because that's where I got my master's degree. Mm-hmm. And that was in the day of the Huskers. <laughs> Go Huskers. <laughs> yep. I figured out about what town pride meant there. Um, community pride. So, um, yeah, I was really um, pleased to have my um, my master's degree achieved there. And, um, and again, um, I knew that uh, I was ready to make a difference either like, across the spans. I worked in the hospitals. Um, 
and also in schools and in private practice. And uh, from the, you know, my journey took me on the map to California, where I also experienced all those settings. And finally, I'm from Canada. It was time to come home, so I moved to Ontario, and that's where Tiny we launched Tiny Eye. But the main the thread through there is the variance between my ability to serve and the school's ability to access me, for example. You know, and how to, and I always knew that was the challenge to solve is can I be there? Can I be there enough? And, um, and so that's how um, that was my career in speech therapy just before telepractice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll pause so there. It, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it sounds like with your um, undergrad and, and grad work that you did, you were you found yourself growing up in Saskatchewan and then going to sort of rural areas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Low population, uh, Nebraska, uh, Minot as crazy flat, um, very yes. more you know less populated. And do you think that kind of influence maybe some of the we need to get services to people that live at you know distances? I think it did. Have you ever been working so hard at something and thought? there's got to be a better way. You know, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> and then it turns out, oh boy, if it's going to happen, it's on me. I've got to figure this out, you know, and mm-hmm. um, well, and that happened later, but I always knew there's got to be a better way. This is hard. And I, um, I needed to see, I want to say like the two sides of my brain were, um, okay, professionally, I've, I'm really deep in debt and uh, like from student loans, because mm-hmm. it's a, it's an expensive investment to mm-hmm. to achieve a master's degree and whatnot, uh, and so I was really deep in debt, and then I was also feeling um, a little bit heartbroken because I truly did sign up to be with the kids and make their lives better, and when I can't mm-hmm. get to them all the time, I was feeling de- um, what's a word like just not demoted, uh, not deflected, come up with, I, I, I need some word studies. Deflated. Um, deflated. Thank you. Yeah. Deflated. I was feeling deflated. What have I signed up for? And of course it was a lot of paperwork at night, a lot of planning at night. And then the next day, get on the road, like nine one one. Can I get there enough? Can I be there enough? Am I putting the school at risk if I can't make it there that day? And what does it mean to the student's life if I can't make it there that day? And I and I, there was a moment when I thought, what have I done? I've I've chosen this profession because I want to help kids, and I feel like that's the last thing I'm doing. I'm not enough. Right. It was sad. Yeah, I was feeling sad just before I I found telepractice as a solution. Mm-hmm. So, so talk about that discovery of telepractice and, and where were you in this process? Yes. Well, I was, I was living, I was living, I was pretty much living <laughs> good. out of it. Yeah, I was living still, still standing. But I, I was working out of the trunk of my car because I was oh. a community therapist. And I worked in hospitals at night because they never close. But, I was, mm. all, but during the day, I was a school therapist and um, driving up and down long stretches of highways and back roads Mm -hmm. to reach my kids in my schools. And I'll tell the story of Christopher. He represents so many of my students. Christopher was a little sweet student who had a severe stutter blocks. It was hard for him to get his words out. And I together, um, like I knew we could find a way. And you know, when you work in schools, you usually go to the closet or the supply room. So we did, we sat on that little table every time I could see him. Um, 
and, and we'd make such amazing progress. And then I was so worried what's going to happen in my absence. I know what my presence can do. What does my absence mean to him? And I didn't know when I'd get back to him again. I, I just was eating me up inside anyway. And again, enter my brother calling me at night. What are you still doing, doing paperwork at night? Don't you do it during the day? I said, no, I'm driving during the day. Why are you driving during the day? Because I have to reach my students. Sometimes they're an hour or two apart. And he, and he goes, why don't you just beam in? And I thought he was being ridiculous. This is, mm-hmm. this was before Skype, before FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded like something that would happen in the year 3000. However, he, we've always been, had an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, my parents are entrepreneurs and he's already on the cusp of the potential of turning the impossible to possible with technology. And Mm -hmm. um, he knew that maybe we could do something with the internet and a web camera to bring me to my students and I could just focus on them. I hope I answered your question. I just like I went around all the country roads. Sometimes when I give an answer, I go all around the bush. So I hope I answered your question. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. So so you got tired of driving and the and your brother was there with you know the seed of an idea. Yes. Yes, and that's what happened. It was um and we explored it. And of course, we didn't. We just learned a little bit more. If this is a Marnie problem, if because that's very mm-hmm. possible. Is this just a Marnie situation or is this happening other places too? And we learned that this was the plight of many therapists mm-hmm. and harder to swallow. This was the plight of many communities where generations of children were waiting for consistent help. And it was hard on their families, not only to hope a therapist would move and stay there. And if mm-hmm. not, to then travel to a professional to have to access support, you know, um, and so we realized, wow, this is more than me. We we've got to actually do this for the communities that are waiting for me. And we decided it wasn't just going to be my tool. We were going to create a company, and the name was going to be Tiny Eye, and that meant the small eye of the web camera that's strong enough oh, okay. to see children wherever they live and say, "I see you, oh. I see you, I believe in you." Let's do this, Tiny Eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the seed turned into a commitment, mm-hmm. and um, and and we and so on January twenty fifth, two thousand five, we wrote down Tiny Eye, and my brother gave me two rules because I was so excited. He said, "Rule number one: know that there's going to be highs and lows," and rule number two: we can never quit during a low. So for the first seven years, we could not quit because it was hard. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was hard. The world was not ready for us. Technology, regulations, mindsets. Mm-hmm. We had to find the way and lead the way. Mm-hmm. Very much so. We did. Yeah, very much so, uh, yes. And, and, and so did you guys focus on Canada first, um, yes. getting in Saskatchewan, or where, where were you at that point, or in Ontario? Yeah. You know, our, our passion seemed to be our home province of Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. and we, we grew up there. We just knew too much. And we wanted to make a difference. We almost felt like, wow, this would be meaningful for where we're from. We can give back right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and build together. And um, I, so that, that's where our primary commitment was. And that's where our first hurdles were too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's, but you know what? While we were solving those hurdles, the rest of the world started peeking in on what we're doing and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're a believer. Could we see how this could work 
in our region. Mm -hmm. And that's just now how we organically moved to other provinces and also throughout the states um, because there, there, there was a need and here's a solution and people were ready to innovate, like to, to do, to try the new way um, mm-hmm. because we had a shared goal. It was getting reliable care to students. And when you have a shared goal, suddenly barriers aren't so big if you're working on it together. Very true. Very true. So you guys bring the idea and you, and you launch and in the beginning, how many, how many did, people did you have, have I'm trying to figure out how to how to ask the question in terms of uh, how many people are using the platform maybe and how did that whole start great well in the very early years it was I was the therapist and Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and I'll just if I focus on my first customer it was um, you know what it was a large region in the upper heart part of Saskatchewan. If you take the Saskatchewan mm. map and cut it in half, it was mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the upper part, about 27 mm-hmm. schools. And some wow. of them you needed an airplane to get into. Some of them you could only drive mm. in when the water froze. They were waiting. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and that's where maybe a therapist they could contract the therapist to come out and do a bunch of assessments for a week. However, mm-hmm. the follow-up just could not happen. It wasn't feasible. So our so our first customer already brought us a whole school region of kids who didn't wait one year, didn't wait two years, they were waiting their whole childhood. And we just really focused on on them. Um, and it was just through word of mouth and whatnot that other school divisions wanted help too and we built that way so Mm -hmm. from one customer now we have hundreds uh that we're still um we're still with them and we like they they're oh we just honor them so much and we're so grateful that they helped us find the way together i call you the space speaking of speaking of highways i learned the word bandwidth about 16 years ago (laughs) and and bandwidth (laughs) is like um you know, the number of cars on the highway. And if there's too many cars, it's a bottleneck. And that's what the internet connection was like to these schools back in the day. The bandwidth was too Mm -hmm. slow. So we have to figure out, like, how do you clear up the bandwidth and clear up the the traffic jam? And I remember having to say things like, how about we schedule when no one else is using the computer at your school? How about we schedule around when there's no computer classes? Because we need the highway free for speech therapy. That's what it was like in the early Mm -hmm. days. Um, regardless of what talent and passion you brought, it was that was the highway open. And yeah, that was a big barrier to overcome. I think that was a barrier some of us saw during the pandemic when we had multiple kids at home all trying mm-hmm. to connect or trying to keep one busy watching Netflix while you focused on the other mm-hmm. one. So that still can be, especially when you're going straight into people's homes and you don't have as much control over their internet connection. That's still an issue. So true. true, Kim. Everyone has five computers up and running for home learning and homework. <laughs> the highways were jammed. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So back in those early days, how did you come up with uh, materials? Versus, you know, obviously now we have lots of digital things that we can yeah. uh, pull in and use in our sessions. That was really special. Where my brother also has a talent and he also has a talent for finding talented people, but mm-hmm. he, he learned and we made, a, we made a therapy room in a box. Remember everything that was in the trunk mm-hmm. of my car, my files um, right. and my games, we, 
we said, how do we digitize this? How do we put this online and animate it? And we, ha- we mm-hmm. did it. The first drawing was a purple horse. And, um, the, and the children learned that when they spoke, the barn door opened because I had magic tools and things mm-hmm. happened, you know, right. Ooh, you know, and so in the beginning, the materials, they, they were things we created and animated. If he were here, he'd tell you this, the, there's probably some simple terms, like, but I'm, I'm just, I don't know them right now, but it was, and flash, flash was a big deal for us right. back in the right. day. And so we would, we would draw. Okay. The point is we would, we would take clinically relevant materials, like all those books from super duper and whatnot and think <laughs> right. what's like, how, how do I turn this into an animated thing on my screen? And we did that. And also just the tried and true activities. If you give a, a therapist a deck of cards, they can play a hundred games, memory, go fish, like all um, descriptions, like all the things we put those on our screen too. So in the, so in the beginning, everything was what was in the trunk of my car and we made a plan to draw it and make it animated and the therapist would have a tool to turn animation off or on and move things around the screen so children learned that their voices or their communication was powerful it could make things happen uh and that was our goal and and then um yeah oh boy and that was in the days where the kids thought this was all the rage we didn't have ipads (laughs) or apps yet and that right. was just not 80% of the engagement was them saying, wow. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, fast forward now, um, of course, the world has is ready for this. And mm-hmm. there, we have the collective brilliance of the therapist community generously creating and sharing their mm-hmm. tips and tools. And it's just beautiful how everyone's rallied together. Mm-hmm. And then again, the function of screen sharing. Um, and so your de- your favorite desktop materials could be shared on the screen. And then finally, also, you know, document cameras. If mm-hmm. you want to use your old stuff on your desktop, there's a way to do that, too. Back in the day, we drew it and made it move. That was the secret. Yep. Mm. That's great. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys created your own platform, too? Or how were you connecting to families in those early days? I love your curious questions. I'm realizing I'm leaving some big spots in my stories. That's exactly what we created, an online platform. And, okay, so going back to the concept of the trunk of my car, our platform had my scheduling. So I could, so all my student caseloads were in there. Then I could schedule those students into their spots. And there was a magic button on the, on the school side that, that with, with a password, they could get into my office and mm-hmm. see the school schedule and we connect at the same time. What else was in there? Like the building pieces. And so I would put the building time in and the notes that the value created during that time. So the school could see what they were being built for, for our agreement. Uh, what else was it? like, of course, all my activities. Ooh, and simultaneous note-taking. Remember what I hated staying up doing at night? Notes notes Mm -hmm. and so we made it really easy to track progress which would just go into our notes and I could put my little things in if I wanted to make it special and we always wrote our notes for the eyes of a parent so it was just well it was it was words that they would they would resonate with and they'd feel proud about their child that day they'd feel empowered about one thing they could do make it easy make it count um 
And so uh, that just simplified everything. And by some, oftentimes, by the time the session was over, my note was done. And then parents could go into the office with their password and take it or schools could print it and send it home. So yeah, it, we call it a platform. And now we're on a probably, we just launched like maybe our fourth platform. Oh, every time we renovate a room, five years later, we go and make a new room. <laughs> so, right. But um, we're excited. We really care about innovating as we, you know, and so we're, we're starting again. Oh, Yep, platform. That was our. That's another secret we did. Yeah. So, so Kim has yeah. some experience with yeah. other companies and their platforms. Yes. <clears throat> so we'll just kind of leave it at that. I can. <laughs> yep. I I worked for two other companies, and then I've also gone out on my own, and I'm just using Zoom too. Yes. But everything you were describing is like what I want in a platform and why I love doing telepractice because I'm like, it is so easy. My notes are in there. My data is in there. My appointments are in there. It's all in one place. And it just makes life so much easier. Oh, you captured it. That could be a bumper sticker about telepractice. It makes life so much easier. And then all in one place. Yeah, all in one place. (laughs) The trunk of the car is now in one place on the computer. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Kim, way to go. That is so true. And then you, the whole point is too, then you can invest your energy on with the kids, with where you, oh, the magic parts, right? Yeah. I'm so excited you've explored other platforms, whatnot. Like, see the, that's what, what I'm excited about is the whole industry is realizing, look at all the ways we can engage kids and help them learn and thrive. It's not taboo anymore. It's mm-hmm. let's do this. Um, let's do this. It's, okay. So way to go, Kim. I'm glad to know. And I could probably learn a lot from you, but thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So with yeah. the company, um, just sort of fast forward a bit and you guys have continued to grow as a company. I, I notice you have, uh, a European office, is that right? Yeah. And you, certainly in Canada and in the United States. And so have you, you've focused in the beginning more on schools, but you've expanded beyond that, right? Well, yes, our, our primary customer is schools. That's our primary customer. Uh, and like, and um, basically an extension of that is early intervention. Mm-hmm. And I know in Europe, um, also our team there is very passionate about adult therapy, stroke mm-hmm. rehabilitation. It's beautiful to keep that urgent, like timely rehab going, and then also the maintenance. And so they're, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. You know what? We've even provided therapy to students in correctional facilities and help them sort mm. out their life and their, their goals. That was um, one of my first places yes. too in telepractice was oh. juvenile correctional facilities in Bakersfield, California. <gasps> it was such a different world from where, what I was living. And I learned, I learned so much. I could tell what kids gang affiliation was by what favorite color they told me they had. I learned that. Yes. Things I never thought I would need to know. (laughs) I know. turns out now that good insight, good insight, you know, you know, that's beautiful because it brings home one of the number one skills of of our therapists is empathetic awareness. Know your child, know the heart of your child, know the world they're in, what's out their window. And then you just, oh my gosh, don't you? And then 
what happened that got you to where you are and how do I get you to where you're going? And just you're part Mm -hmm. of that U-turn. Oh, I just think that my heart just warms up when you, you were their bright spot, Kim, that must, that's also rewarding. (laughs) Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. You can kind of tell when it's your passion, when you kind of want to cry a little bit sometimes (laughs) when you talk about it, right? Like, oh, yeah. That's good. But it's nice, Kim, you didn't have to even go in there. You could just know. meet them online. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. I had things like sometimes where they'd have like a lockdown or a drill and the kids would hit the ground. And I'd be like, I am, I feel so terrible for everything that's going on with you, but I'm so glad I am not there in person. Yes. And this is right. the only way I would want to do this. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I hear you, Kim. Mm-hmm. So, so where do you guys want to go as you continue to grow? Um, any, any things you, anything you can share in terms of how you want to continue to grow? For sure. There's so many ways to grow and, Mm -hmm. you know, this sounds silly, but my first thing is my growth mindset. Like, Mm -hmm. isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah, That's what I got to work on next Mm -hmm. growth mindset and prepare for the world I'm going to, not that one I came from, because the one I came from is ups and downs and roller coasters and, I'm not done yet. We're not done yet. What's next? It's tricky. I'm good at tricky things. Let's do this together. You know? And so that's going to, um, if I, if I maintain that, uh, like again, the impossible can be possible. If I just keep it focused, our commitment has not changed. We want to provide equal access to therapy services, Mm -hmm. specifically to kids in schools, um, Mm -hmm. but kids, but, you know, and I have to say as an aside, I'm also incredibly passionate about um, veteran recovery and um, rehabs. Like as you as you expand your eyes and your heart, you like everyone becomes your mother, your brother, your sister. Like you just want to find the way for all of them. Uh, anyway, so see that's also part of the problem for me is I dilute myself. I want to do all these things, and then I have to go back to what's the one thing I can do exceptionally well, and I know that is how we bring quality care to kids in schools. I know it's how we build a therapist community that support each other and celebrate each other. I want to keep getting better at those two things. And, and there's still children out there waiting and we're still here with our tiny eye ready to help. (laughs) And so we're going to just keep tiptoeing out to them and saying, all right, would you like to have access to some support here? And how do we build the way? And finally, it's more than speech therapy. How do you help a whole child and that means you, maybe you have a whole team, like occupational mm-hmm. therapy, educational psychology, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with the customers we have, like some of them have been 10 and 12 years, we just keep getting deeper together and really building the system together, that consistent access. Um, and so I think we'll just keep, we'll keep getting better where we are and we'll keep reaching further to where we can go and, and never change our purpose, which is to grow smiles, men's spirits, engage children in their lives. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's incredible. So, so that's so inspiring. And, and, and you know what, I know you guys are going to do it. So that's, what's exciting <laughs> is to watch you guys do this. It's exciting to know of you. I, I am a fan. You might not know it. Social media makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing, you're out, you out there finding the way and leading the way as well. And, and then Kim, to oh wow to have a coffee with you like I, I would love to learn from your experiences and I'm just so proud and grateful that yeah you're out there making this work and increasing the credibility not only of our profession but of our profession through telepractice 
you know, showing this is a really valuable way to bring services to people who would otherwise go without. And just to sit here at the table with you has been really meaningful to me. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, Marnie, this is probably the most important part of our interview. It's it's called our moment of Zen. Oh, my goodness. Let me just smell my sniffer. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So we have some questions that we ask our our guests, and you can answer any way you would like. You could have a short answer or a longer answer. So are are you ready? I am ready. What's the most used app on your phone? <laughs> Don't know. That's too much. It's too much to say. <laughs> okay. I well, I love connecting with people, so it's Facebook. Okay, good. That's perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, what was the last TV series you streamed? Oh. This means a lot. And I feel like I'd like to give more answers. I'm a, I'm a double streamer. Um, let me just take a moment. Well, so you, can you I stream just, multiple yeah. things? Huh? Once, like it just depends on the mood. Like I, okay, I'm one of the people who rewatches. I rewatched The Office, Roseanne, mm. Golden Girls. Um, I love that. And yeah, and so I have to say, I, I, stick, I stick to that. And I also... I love to watch document. Listen to like I love to watch documentaries, but I think I'll just stick with the good old Office and leave it there. That's awesome. That's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, what's uh, a favorite book? <gasps> a favorite book could be any any book. You know what? I love books so much, and again, just like my shows, I usually have three on the go. Um, well, I I like my Brene Brown books. Mm-hmm. Have, have been helpful for me in so many ways and you know what that's like in my heart like okay soft heart strong back like well mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm. um and also like just the vulnerability-based leadership I've needed to mm-hmm. just really develop and that's helped me so much and speaking of leadership just one more extension of that is um the five dysfunctions of a team and the advantage really helped mm-hmm. to build the health of my company but um and then also I just love autobiography reading biographies or autobiographies and I'm, I don't know if you, you can see my bookshelf. I, 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 okay, you asked for the point, and that's where I'm not strong is giving the point. Um, like, I'm, you know, why don't we give a shout out to Michelle Obama becoming? And I really, I could listen to that book and read it over and over again. Yeah, very I good. I, yeah. I have that one, and I have uh, uh, Barack's a book as well. Oh, so. that's my next one. Good job. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite genre of music? Oh, that's so nice. I love that. You know what? Uh, I tend to resonate towards country. However, I feel like music doesn't have to have a genre. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I found myself even lately, I'm learning guitar and I started trying to figure out Nirvana. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what did, and I just did karaoke this weekend and man, there was no country oh. there. It was all so, um, I do, but I, but I love a good country song I, because I feel that country songs tell stories and I just love mm-hmm. those stories. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, who would you like to have dinner with, dead or alive? I'd like to have dinner with my dad and he's in heaven. I've got a, I have so many other questions. I want, first want to give him a hug and say, wow, dad, you did awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, tell me more. 
that's what I'll say. And I'll tell them that, um, you know, what's so special. This is, I see the moon every night and I go, I realize, oh my goodness, my dad saw that moon. And I just suddenly I feel really close to him. So then I go ahead and think of all the other people who saw the moon and there's a lot I want to talk to you. Well, the first person's my dad. Yeah. Awesome. Good answer. <laughs> this next question is really a good one for you, I think. Okay. If you could create one law or behavior that everyone had to do, what would it be? Leave someone feeling better about themselves as they are than they were before you got there. That they truly belong with themselves. And you mm-hmm. confirm that for them. I yield. Yeah. Very nice. I like that. Mm. Um, where or yeah, where is the most exotic place you've been or the farthest place you've been? You know what? This is because of the joy of my business, Tiny Eye. I've been so blessed to go to Rota Island, uh, which is right next to Saipan. And because we serve serve kids out there. And I got to go and I've been there. I've been to Saipan twice um, and to to partner with the community and and help build Mm -hmm. out the services. And you know what? When, When I got to go to Rota Island... My friend there, Nora, brought me to meet her mother. Her mother made me a coconut crab. And okay, if you know me, I don't touch seafood. But for the love <laughs> of this lady and respect of her, I ate it. And it was really delicious. Um, oh, yeah. So that was the most exotic place I've been. And it was beautiful. I thought you were going to say my not for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We had a good old plate of potatoes and that was just as good. Yep. <laughs> Um, what's the scariest thing you've ever done? And you can define scary in any way you'd like. Absolutely. You know, this, well, that's so, cause I could even going to turn the light on in the middle of the night, that's pretty scary for me. Um, <laughs> I, and you know, I, I just, I've got to keep it real. Sometimes the scariest thing I ever have to do is use my voice. Um, especially when the stakes are so high. And I know not everyone's going to believe what I'm saying or want to go along with what I'm saying. And um, that goes all the way back to the beginning of Tiny Eye. And um, and now even today, I was this was scary for me. And uh, yeah, but you know what? This is part of me belonging with me and saying, uh, my story is my story and I'll, I'll share it. So I, yeah, this was a big, a big brave thing for me to do today. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Great. Um, what is a pet peeve you have? This is so good. You're really helping me self-reflect. You know what? And I cannot say my husband breathing, right? That doesn't count. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just joking. Oh, I Would you rather no. he not be breathing? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. But you know how I was like... I'm just kind of teasing him a bit. You're breathing so loud, but that's good. I'm glad. Now I've learned to turn that into gratitude. I'm so grateful you're breathing. Yeah, a pet peeve for me, um, well, in the business world, it's it's absence, it's deflection. Like I'm not, I didn't do this, but because it's because someone else didn't do their stuff. And I always mm-hmm. think, well, what could you do to make it great? You know, that's right. a pet peeve for me. Um, and people who um, drive too close behind me, that really ticks me right off. Yeah. Very good. Those are those are great. Um, if you didn't choose your current profession, mm-hmm. what profession would you like to try? I wanted to be a veterinarian like my dad. Oh, and nice. perhaps I would have been a horse veterinarian because I, I'm passionate about horses. Um, yeah. So that's always been my, 
my dream. That was the plan. And I just pivoted a little bit, but I'm joyed. I'm overjoyed that my daughter has a love of horses. And I feel that's a really beautiful connection we have. And my childhood is like still echoing when I'm with her. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. Our last question. Mm -hmm. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What were you thinking? That's what he'll say. <laughs> and then he'll say, welcome home, Marnie. Welcome home. That's nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you, Kim. Thank you. Well, yeah. Marnie, it's been absolutely a delight having you with us on the podcast. And if someone, a listener, wanted to reach out to you or to Tiny Eye, how can they get in contact? Ooh, you know what? I love connecting with people. May I spell out my email address? Maybe sure. uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Of course, you know, I'm on Facebook now, mm -hmm. but my email is, is my name at tiny eye. So it's M as in mom, A R N as in no E E then at tiny I T as in Tom, I N as in no Y E Y E.com. So email LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, yeah, just give it a go. Throw a paper airplane my way. I look forward to connecting with you. Awesome. Well, Kim and I wish you nothing but continued success, you personally and professionally, but also Tiny Eye. You know what? You're so generous and kind, and I feel I feel really grateful that I had this space with you today. So thanks for reaching out to me, and I wish you all the continued success as well. I wish you all the joys your heart can hold. So I'll, I'll talk to you again, I hope. Take care. Well, that was Marnie Brick from Tiny Eye. Please check out their website, learn more about the company. If you are interested, pursue it. Give them a shout out. Contact Marnie. I'm sure she would love to talk to you. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Telepractice Today. If you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That always helps us to attract new subscribers and to reach more people and grow this podcast which is what we're trying to do. And with that, we'll see you again next week with another exciting episode. Until then, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.